Hi, I'm Lucas Mack. I'm a former TV reporter, a published author, TEDx speaker, musician, advertising agency owner, and management consultant. I'm also a former Christian preacher who dedicated 15 years of my life searching for truth and love. I've done a lot of work to heal, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack, and I am so thankful that you have joined me on this journey. I, I am, I'm in such a great space. Now, I want to say right now, but I was talking to a buddy last night. We were reminiscing around a fire, and, and he gave me feedback, and all information is neutral. All feedback is neutral. And, and so I reflected on his feedback and he said, I feel like you are always creating a new bottom. You're always doing this work or digging down. You're always creating a new bottom. And I said, you know, every great skyscraper has a deep foundation that has to be built down deep before that structure gets built up. And he said, yeah, but when are you going to start building up? <laughs> and the past week has been so incredible Look, my, my healing journey started in 2016, in May of 2016. And for the past four and a half years, I have done a lot of work. And when you first start your healing journey, I'm sure a lot of you can um, align to this. It's like getting the big tumors out of you. It's all those things that are unhealthy, gross, and um, just taking over your body. So you get those big things out. And what I've just experienced from really the past week is scraping out the last remaining cells or tissues or these little lingering residues. And I feel incredible. I'm so excited. This is, in this episode with the beautiful and powerful Lori Martinez, who is a clinical psychologist who also does holistic psychology work and a whole bunch of different healing modalities for people. We talk about how to prepare to enter the 5D earth, how to heal all different modalities of healing, how to align to love and light. And remember that we come from love, we are love, and our, our purpose is just to share the love and light that we are. I'm very excited about this episode. I'm honored to have you join. And I ask that if this episode speaks to you, that you share it that you go on any podcast platform that you find this on and you like it and you give a positive rating and let's do it. Let's do the work, brothers and sisters. We are as bright as we intentionally choose to shine. And I am with you in that shining. And may we ignite ourselves to be even more brighter lights. And speaking of bright lights, I'm honored to bring Lori Martinez to the podcast. Oh, sister, my my sweet and powerful sister, Lori Martinez. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for thank coming you. on. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. This is so exciting. You know, I've been thinking of doing a podcast for a long time, but there's other things that I've been focusing in. And then you invite me to this and it just feels so aligned with, mm -hmm. you know, I wanted to be able to spread the word. 
for the sake of bringing a little bit of peace and bliss in these moments and center. We need to go back to center. That's pretty much what yes, we need yes. right now. Yes, yes. It is, um, it is a time where the whole planet is, they're experiencing their trauma and being traumatized and in a way it's the greatest gift because those who choose to go in and look and not run anymore and stand and reclaim yes all the things in the body this this is the liberate this is the year of liberation and then sadly for many there's those that are just lost in trauma and don't know how to break out of it. And you're really seeing this breakaway of, of humanity in a way, but it's a, I was talking about this last night. I was with a buddy and I was talking to that. You and I were going to have this podcast today. And, and I, I said, I was talking about 5d and what 5d is and incorporating love and light and, and it just seems, and I, I'm going to ask you so many questions. So forgive me yes, for talking please. so much to set all this up, but it, it seems as if there are those in this world that want to keep indicting and accusing and attacking and based in anger. And then on this other side of that coin or the other side, there's people that are just tired of the anger. They're tired of the accusation. They're tired of the same hamster wheel over and over. And they're, they're starting to say this, this can't be all this. There has to be something different. I can't fight fire with fire and expect there not to be fire. We have to, if we want to fight fire, we have to fight it with water and that creates a byproduct of steam and steam and the steam goes up. Oh, God. You know, beautiful. So good. Yeah. So tell, before <laughs> we get into all, all this deep, tell, tell us about your, your journey and, and what brought you to where you are today. Well, wow. Um, I was also born in a very challenging environment. Uh, both of my parents were alcoholic. Mm. And so I realized very young, like I have memories <clears throat> of being very little and kind of feeling like, Oh God, I, I kind of have to, you know, grow up really fast. But I also felt within myself that there was something, there was a higher purpose for the life on earth. And I remember thinking about the earth and seeing the cars and the industries in my imagination. And I was like, that can be all, that can be the reason we're here. Anyway, I continue in this journey my parents continue to be what they were. I don't judge them anymore. They did what they could with what they were given, you know, the tools that they were given at that time. So I started to get very curious about um, energy work. So anything that was angels and anything that had to do with the unseen, the energy, the magic. I have always believed in magic. Like magic exists. Yes. I know. Yes. I know that. So I did this, but for me it was to help others. Like I wanted to help others right. so much. In service and, of others. Right. And then some that use that 
the reason it gets such sometimes bad connotation is people understand what exists and then they use it for service of self. And that's where, yeah, yeah but service of others yeah. is so beautiful. Energy can be used for like any other, like media, for example. Media can be used to transmit good news or bad news. So magic is not different to that and energy is not different to that. Mm. So I... I started to do my own journey. I was doing my own healing with my parents and my uh, my lineage because I realized there was a lot of alcoholics in my lineage. I was like, okay. Mm. So I did different ceremonies. I did Temazcal and I did Ayahuasca and well, different um, plant medicine back in my country. And then I felt that I wanted to study something like I wanted to understand the human psyche better to be able to create a bridge with the energy work. Hmm. So I study psychology, clinical psychology, and I love it too. I, I'm a very spiritual, but at the same time, very logical person, which is yeah. a weird combination. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so I did that. And then, uh, when we moved to United States, I moved to United States with my husband. I never even thought that I was not going to be able to practice as a psychologist here, that I was going to go through, have to go through all this long process to validate my degree. And I mean, who knows even if it's going to be validated. Right. So I started diving in more into the energetic world. So I did different trainings, um, Akashic records and family constellations and breath work. And then one day, I don't know, everything kind of clicked together. Like after so many years of searching, I finally understood a little bit better from my lens, <clears throat> from my point of view, like kind of what was my mission, which for me is to bring light, yes. to ignite with light. And so if you think of a candle, a candle can light as many candles as you can because you just go around and you just let your fire ignite others so i was like okay i just want to bring light so here i am <laughs> there you are and you are bringing light um we've, so let's dive into the the plant medicine ceremonies and and like what because i've done uh, I've sat in ceremony many times and it has been, so I was in therapy for two years, every single week, sometimes twice a week without fail for two years. And that was the first time for me that someone was a, and a gentle man. He was a man, uh, um, psychologist, and he was a really gentle soul. And he would frame up for me what healthy behavior was because I had never seen it modeled and I was so hurting and I was struggling and all these things. So he would say like a healthy father would do this. And I was like, it, it was so not even in my paradigm of thinking, which is so, yeah, I was like, what? And then of course, like it aligned. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. That is what a help. That's what I would have wanted. That's what I want to do. And, um, and that was nice. And I, and I recommend people to, to go to therapy because it gives a safe space to, to speak. But what really led me down this path, path of sitting in ceremony and doing all sorts of 
amazing and beautiful and expansive um, healing processes was I did this emotional intelligence training I was sharing with you before we recorded. And that I felt like I had a born again experience because it was the first time I was without judgment. I felt like the therapist who was so sweet and he wasn't judging, but when he takes notes, I was like, well, I was, I was like, well, what's it? What do you, you know, where's, where are these notes going to go and what's going to happen? And so I always kind of had a little bit of guard, but when I went down to this training, they, there was just no judgment and I shared everything and I just let it rip. And I, I came hard, I think harder than anyone had ever <laughs> experienced someone down there because I had already decided if it didn't work, I wasn't going to come back. Mm. Um, and thank, thank God, thank, thank truly, thank love that it did work. And since then, I've um, done a lot more. And so I sat in ceremony for the first time. And that one night, I did one night of ceremony, was more healing, more revealing, and more powerful for me than two years of therapy. It was just, it was incredible. And so I'm, I'm sharing my experiences, ask you like, what was that for you to, how, how did it align for you? And like, what was your experience on those, on those journeys? <clears throat> so my experience, um, I have always been fascinated with the unconscious mind. Mm always fascinated with that. So I've always uh, used to read books about shamanism and shamanism targets directly your unconscious mind. Mm. So this, I mean, I've been curious about it all my life, but then I study psychology and then you start diving into different theories of the mind. And I realized that, yeah, uh, the unconscious mind is the key. It's the key for healing. Right. So, of course, when I dive in into these ceremonies too, what would show up for me was all my unconscious hmm. memories, unconscious trauma, because the trauma, sometimes what the conscious mind does to protect the psyche is to block those unconscious memories. Yes. So you sometimes don't even know they're there. And to make it even <laughs> more big it's you carry into your dna in your blood the unconscious information from other generations mm. so imagine how can we even gather that knowledge in therapy like we would have to go to therapy many many years and i love therapy too and i feel that there's um different groups there's people that really works good with therapy but <clears throat> Let's say there's other people that find that it's kind of like, it's not a fast track. It's, it's just that you go deeper, yes. quicker. Yes, yes. And you and collect. The, and the so. ego feels safe to drop. It drops. And then you're with you. It completely drops. Yes, it drops. Right, right. Also, because you're not framed by all these laws. When you, and I understand the psychological point of view, like I wish I could be this, this super holistic psychologist that does all these different um, techniques in a session, but the law of a specific country or a specific state will tell me you things like you can't even hug mm. your patient if your patient's 
crying and falling apart in front of you, you have to refrain from holding them, even if you feel like the human thing is to hold them because that's the law, because you might get sued. So there's this, all these 3D rules around therapy that doesn't allow to deep, to go in too deep, mm. which ceremony allows you, plus you're surrendered by people that is trying to do the same and it's a very safe space to yes. let your guard down. Yes, yeah, that's so beautiful. I love that. That's so beautiful. <laughs> um, so when you, when you started exploring like the breath work and all the other modalities when you came to the United States, how have you seen your journey correlate with like the greater world's shifting? Because it seems like you bringing that light is corresponding with all the other light workers right now, stepping up, speaking forth, coming from that loving centered place. Yeah. I, I think that mother earth was kind of like, okay, kids, it's time to tidy up the mess. Yeah. You know, when you're like playing and playing and you just drop everything and everything is a mess, then she was finally like, okay, time to pick up all your mess, time to organize. So since 2000, more or less 2012, that's when um, we have this big kind of period of time between 2012 and 2026 is called the period of the great awakening. Mm. So people is being um, awakening throughout all these years. So some people woke up before, some people even came up awake. But I feel that light workers like you and me and you at home, like if you're listening to this and you feel uh, very you know, you feel the same. You're a light worker too. You don't have to be outside, you know, saving people to be a light worker. That's right. The, the light work is done within. Mm. That's right. So right. as when you go within with your light, you show others that they can shine. So that's how you do a light work. So if you're at home, you're a wonderful mom or a wonderful father, you go to work, you're nice to everyone, you smile, you're positive, you're a light worker if yes. you're listening to these. So you are one of us. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. And so cherished and so valued. And and many light workers encounter people that are just angry at the light for their own they they actually what I'm seeing is they project their anger at the light, even though the anger is really reserved for that trauma, that pain, that, that um, person perhaps who created that confusion, created that, that, you know, yeah. you're my parent, you're, you're the embodiment of unconditional love, but everything is conditional and comes with pain. And yet you tell me you love me. And so I associate love with pain now, love with not safe now, love with all these things that is not love. It is not light and it is not lifting <sighs> the breath, lifting the soul. And yeah. people are coming back to, wait, this this cannot be. This 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 is not like this I is this, not love. This is not love. I did this video 
the other day that I knew, I knew was going to not land with many people. And I knew it would land with people who it needed to land with. And I had people. It was it about the mask? The mask. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have, I have something to say, but I continue. Okay. Okay. And I had this because being silenced my whole life and, and being scared to speak and being afraid for my life, truly literally being afraid for my life for those closest to me. I, it was like this physical representation of the spiritual journey I've been on where I came to speak and you're trying to silence me and I don't understand. So I spoke and this one woman said, you are so all caps. You are so wrong. Time to unfollow. And she unfollowed it. And I thought, who, what a, what an amazing stance to take that I am like, what a judgment, what a, as opposed to, I, I see people that I disagree with all the time, or I don't think they come from, and I'm like, cool, like whatever, share, do, do you live, you know, speak your truth, stand in alignment, you're a sovereign being, and, and I honor your journey of sovereignty, and this time right now uh, for light workers, and this is why I'm just getting back to light workers. There's many light workers I think that are like, wait, I feel called. Do I speak? But I think what you said is going within and just being smiling, looking at someone in the eyes, acknowledging their divinity. And truly, when we say namaste, it's like we don't just say it, but we know it. It's like you, divine spark, I honor you and I will stand for you and I will illuminate more for in me for you that I will keep my flame going in my candle so that you will always have a source for yours. Like that is the beauty of that. I think it's happening right now. Yeah. So um, I even make a drawing. I made a drawing that maybe we can Beautiful. post yes. in stories. It's super funny. It's like, um, We're going into unity. So we have two polarities. We have bad and good. And as we raise our vibration, bad and good are coming together in the center to unity. But as we go up in vibration, we're going to see more of the quote-unquote bad and more of the quote-unquote good until we meet in 5D with unity. Wow. So that's the polarity we, we are seeing is as we raise the vibration, there's going to be more of the good and not necessarily that it's going to be more of the bad, but more light is going to shine onto the things that we have been um, not healing, not facing into those shadows as an individual and as humanity. So that's what's happening. Like It's not that... Uh, human trafficking it's raising in 2020 right it has existed for millenniums yes 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 it's not that division it's going crazy in 2020 we've been divided how many wars how many things have we lived as humankind for millenniums again so it's just that as we're getting more light in our earth from the sun that is in the center of the galaxy. It's not a black hole. It's, the, mm-hmm. it's another huge, beautiful sun. Mm-hmm. We are literally, I got chills. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are literally 
being able as a humanity to see it and so we can heal it and so we can make it better yes yes that's what's happening and uh of course we wish the news would show the good too but that's what we try to do in social media like you and me we try to show the good too you know we try to motivate people with the light yes and about the video like it's it's coming back it's all coming back to the unconscious so it might not mean for those that maybe feel like, ah, oh, he's saying not wear your mask. It's not saying the literal piece of cloth mask. Because you know what? Like if I see an elderly close to me, like I might wear it just because I want to be compassionate. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's about the unconscious right. thing that is happening behind the mask. Yes. The unconscious meaning that's what you I felt that you were really talking about. Yes, thank you. Yes. The, the unconscious meaning that, you know what? As a humankind, we've been using that mask, again, for millennia. Mm. It's been there. Right. It's been there because we forgot yes. that we are a piece of God. Yes. We forgot that we are light, that we are beautiful light beings. Yes. And that's what they call the veil is the mask again. Um, yes. Someone said, I thought you were talking about a metaphorical mask. This, uh, but when I watched your video, uh, you literally meant the mask and, and uh, I completely disagree. I mean, I had, a, <laughs> I had so much, but this guy was gentle. He's a sweet, he's a sweet friend. And, and, um, and I appreciated his feedback and I, and I didn't want to get into discussion on a, on a feed, but my answer is this physical mask is the representation of the emotional mask that we've all had. And humanity finally gets to see once and for all, we have all been masked and we have not let our light shine. We actually don't even know how powerful we really are because we're so contained in fear that, well, what, what happens if I do stand out? What does history tell us about people that do speak out even jesus gets crucified for speaking out and and so this narrative constantly revolving in human psyche of if you speak out you'll be killed if you speak out you'll be alone if you speak out you won't have the tribe to protect you and i think as light workers right now we're waking people up to say you what is it that you have to say yes what do you 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 bring your tribe you are your tribe you will yes yes what do you have what is it that you have to say yes and i feel that the mask also represents that fear of being judged Mm. so when you don't your truth so the throat chakra is to speak is to speak your truth but it's really to reveal who you are what is that unique blueprint of your soul and your personality? So I see these, and I saw it all the time in therapy, people being afraid to tell their parents, I, I have this um, sexual pre- pre- preference, yeah. I, or telling their partner, you know what, I don't really like this, or their teachers, or you know, people speaking up for themselves. Yes. So we are always so afraid to be judged. So the mask also represents that fear of judgment. Right. So hopefully we can be an example that, you know what, you can speak your truth. Like if you support the mask and like, I 
see you with love and compassion yes. and I'm there with you. And if you need me to wear it close to you because you feel safe, I'll do it because I respect you. Yes. But if I'm in my own time and I'm walking in a park where there's yes. no walls, there's no roof yes. and yes. I'm not going to use my mask because also I'm kind of running, yeah. then you also going to respect that. Yes. And it's about respecting others. And that's something that we have to learn. Yes, that, that's so beautiful. It is the respect. And one of the things that I've learned is unless we heal, as, unless we heal internally, we are not, and I would say this is a we, I would say categorically, we as humans are not in our bodies enough to be present and listen to the other person with empathy. Because if we're not in our bodies, we're always in this vibrational, like, we're thinking more of ourselves and it's all about us, even though we think we're, it's about others, but truly until we come back and say, okay, I see you and how can I serve you and how can I love you? And, and for many, I mean, this is, there's many abused children um, or there are many adults who were abused children who feel suffocated by this physical manifestation and who speaks for them who that was what you know i was trying to say and i don't we don't need to keep beating the mask thing up but everyone needs a champion for and, yes. and that's how i feel it's like we all need champions right now we need that's what i think light workers are is these heroes that we've all gone through our hero journey we were born we go down this we know like you perceive the earth i saw humanity healing in these massive events these stadiums packed perpetrators and victims coming together and healing without judgment saying come and music playing and volunteers and we just just come just come like i get crying out it's just come let us heal i've seen this since i was a little boy four years old and I've talked about this and even in my TED talk that society and media has created what a hero is to have supernatural powers. And it's like a hybrid machine or something that is not the divine human, but it's time that we recognize, no, we are the heroes. You are a hero. I am a hero because we've yeah. gone through that hero's journey. And, and the fact is, is if you think about it, um, we've been built and our psyche like um what is the word evolution created this brain so we will survive as a species mm. so this our brain has been conditioned by evolution to spec the worst yeah. just because it we needed to survive back in the cave times you know we right. our brain needed to be very cautious about what they were eating what the other people that was approaching right like very paranoid all the time so if we wanted to make it through the cave times but as we have evolved as a society and we don't have to be afraid and paranoid about the things that we had too before our brain has still that belief that conditionment and it's something that we need to it's it's a hero journey because it involves sometimes fighting your own you know body your own nature 
your own, the way that your brain was designed. So it's a hero journey. Just it's kind of, it's kind of like coming out of the cave times. Mm. And if you think about it, a lot of the things that are happening right now is like cave times. Yes. Yes. So yes. when we take the journey to realize that we can condition our brain for starters into why not to expect the best from people like if I go to the supermarket, why not? I'm just going to expect the best of everybody today. So if you put yourself in that frequency of vibration of expecting the best, that's most likely what you're going to find throughout the day. People smiling, people helping you around. You're going to have a very uplifting day. So that's also part of the hero journey fighting and, and being conscious that we no longer have to expect the worst. Right. We are in a different part of the evolution journey. We're going into 5D. Yes. Let's expect the best. And when you expect the best of everybody, you're also not judging. Right. That's really. You're not, you're not like, oh, they're going to tell me off and they're going to be mean. And I don't know, whatever you think that might happen throughout the day. Yes. Yes. I, it's, I even had this big realization that judgment is just a byproduct of fear. So, so many times we're saying don't judge, but the root of the judgment is fear. So it's like, how do we heal the fear and what are we afraid of? And when we can go to that deeper root, then the fruit just happens to go away. I, I've thought this for a long time and I used to share with when I would teach these courses that when we try to prune a tree, it grows back more robustly. So you can prune back all the branches you want. You can keep clipping off the fruit. If you don't like the fruit, it's like, this is not good fruit. This is a tree. I don't like this. So you keep cutting the fruit off, but that just provides more robust fruit to grow. If you don't like the fruit, we have to go to that root and we have to have the courage to dig it out and, and even look who planted the seed in the first place. Where did the seed originate from? Did I choose it to be in me? Is it, did it get past genetic through generational traumas or whatever? Um, but yeah, judgment when we're not afraid and we're, when we're not in judgment, we come from that compassion and that empathy and that love for others. That, that is such a beautiful world and it's possible in every now moment in every moment. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> but people might be wondering, so why, why all this mess right now? Like why all the division? And um, we'll take a picture of the little drawing and just put it on the stories or in our, I'll, I'll try to make it prettier. <laughs> <laughs> Where we being shown is our shadows. So mm. for example, when you, feel triggered by someone someone close to you or someone in the street what you when you feel triggered there's something inside that can be triggered mm. so if you were in your center and if you were exercising your consciousness at all times you would realize like why am i being triggered maybe this is a sign because <clears throat> As humans, we are each other's mirrors. So when we react 
from that point of view, like, okay, what is this showing me or what is this showing humanity? Because <clears throat> right now we are all like a big mirror to everybody. So if you go on the news, and I would try not to go on the news too much. Yes, right. Because that would bring your energy down. Yes. You, you might think, you know, you might see it from the point of view, oh, this is all a mess, whatever. But then if you shift your perception into, okay, we are becoming aware that he, this has been happening for too long, that this is here, now how we change it. Yes. Right? Yes. <clears throat> it's changing the perspective. And you might think, if you're listening, like, well, I can't change the world. Well, you can. If you go outside, again, expecting the best from everybody, but also giving your best. Yes. And that's why I created the Good Karma Life, because it's creating good karma. Yes. You start with you. So if you start just like, ah, oh, someone is coming in the elevator, I'm going to hold the door for them. I'm going to smile. You know, like, even if you're wearing a mask, when you smile, your eyes have yes. a certain expression. Yes. So yes. you can smile you can say good morning. You, if you see someone that has a ton of packages and it's kind of hustling in the street, you might offer to help. It's hot right now. If you see someone in the street that you think might need a drink and if you can't afford to buy a drink from someone else or a meal, yes. do it. Like, How do we fight back what is going on right now? It's with kindness. Mm, that's so good. Yeah, that's... Uh... Instead of cursing the darkness, light a candle is what Benjamin Franklin said. And, and yeah, it's, we, yeah, we fight this by being kind, being loving. Um, what are, so, so like um, we talked about breath work a little bit. When did you, what was your first experience? Cause everyone listening, I was sharing with Lori that I did my very first breath work session yesterday. And that felt for me like the last, like I've done for the past four years and two years especially like massive surgery to get all this pain and trauma. And it was like big tumors. And I feel like the past five days from last Friday, I did this consciousness workshop to yesterday doing this breath work session. It was like scraping out just all the last little bits. And I came back in my body. At first I felt a sense of dread and, and the dread was, um, I knew I was going, it was, I was, my body was about, it was about to click over and, people listening, it's like you breathe oxygen, your body, basically oxygen pumps through and it activates your subconscious. And, um, but I felt that sense of dread, like, um, I don't know how to describe it, but I felt a sense of dread and I was conscious of it. And I said, okay, I'm just, I'm going to release. And I released and I went back. I mean, I was bawling my eyes out. Um, I went back to when I was getting abused, but before the abuser would come. And what I realized, I had so much this black, I have so many blanks or I'd see myself in third person that I, when, when he came, I would leave and I would leave myself. So it wasn't even in the physical acts it was before he came, I was after a while, I would just leave myself. So I was back in my body as that little boy. And I sat and I just, I was in me and it was incredible to not be afraid any longer to be in me. 
and um, so, many, so many, so many things. I saw um, my abuser's soul that was stuck in the in-between. I don't know how to describe it. It was like if the movie, The Matrix, where the trains go, it's like not in the Matrix and it's not out of the Matrix. It's like stuck in this in-between in Matrix Part 2. But I love The Matrix. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Everyone should see The Matrix, the Matrix yes, right now. Yes, yes. Seriously, especially right now. Um, but I saw my abuser's soul and we cried together. We cried. I mean, just, and he was so sorry. And I was loving that soul. It was such deep. Wow. <laughs> deepest work yesterday. I could go on. I mean, it was so, 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 so healing. And I realized that the physical bodies that brought me into this world, we all had a soul contract that they would, they would do it. They would do what they did so I could be what I am and I love them and I forgive them. And had they known better, they would have done better. But at the same time, they did what they were supposed to do so that I could be here talking to you, sharing this message to tell everyone it's okay. It's going to be okay. It is okay. So I share that as like your experience with breath work. What was it like? How did you first get into it? And so um, <clears throat> when I left my country, I was in a very like comfort zone mm. and, and it was like, and I, and I think about it like, okay, it wasn't meant to be, I needed to be, I needed to do this. So the first time we moved, uh, the first year we moved to Hawaii, we moved specifically to Kauai. And I believe that I went there because I needed to do energy work in Kauai and, and it wasn't energy work. Like I was doing workshops or no, it's because I was kind of going back to a place that I was probably there in another life. Yes. Picked up energy and Kauai energy is super strong. <laughs> anyway, I went through the darkest like nights and situations while I was living there. It was very tough <clears throat> from a human point of view. But at the same time, you know, I would go out and the ocean and the stars and light fires and ask for help and look at the stars. And so that was like my energy work while I was there. And then we moved to San Diego and then I was, okay, here is different. I cannot just go out in the wild and do my, my right. energy work. <laughs> right, right. And I was searching for something and I found this yoga place and they had breath work. And I was like, oh, I heard about that. Like mm. <laughs> I had just become a mom. So <laughs> the postpartum stress was full on. And I went to the class and it was the same. Like the first session, I was crying in a little bowl like crying and crying and crying just so much pain coming out of my body and my soul pain that I really didn't know it was there like I always thought the pain was more directed to my dad but then all of a sudden all I could think about was my mom and I'm like well now I'm a little bit confused but it was bowling and crying and screaming. Yes. And so that was the, the first one. Mm. But after that class, I felt so light. Mm. I felt like I had taken like a big track 
of my shoulders and my soul. It felt like I was floating. It was beautiful, like the feeling. I crave that feeling. I haven't done it for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, that freedom. That I think people I mean one thing that I over the past eighteen months I've done so many. I'm just on this journey. I finally feel like this week has been such a liberating week, but our bodies physically represent our, our spiritual and emotional health, I believe. And, mm-hmm. and I have been holding all this, all this, all this stuff, all this weight and weight and weight. And that's why I posted that. Uh, I created this posted on Instagram that today's mantra is I release it all. Yeah. I release it all. And it was, and that feeling, it's like, man, people get to do these things. And it's, I, I, this is where I think people get triggered sometimes when I talk. It's, it's religion will say don't. Government will say don't. All these systems say don't because when you leave those systems and you actually discover yourself, you're like, oh, wow, wow, I am me. I am me existing, not apart from you, but I am no longer codependent Mm -hmm. with you to exist. I am my sovereign being. And when I am in my sovereignty, I can show you your sovereignty. And when you learn your sovereignty, you can show another person. And can you imagine 7 billion beautiful, vibrant, glorious souls in their sovereignty on this planet, loving, caring, listening, telling stories of healing, telling stories of the their journey. journey. Oh my goodness! And and religion <clears throat> and 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 governments and the, all these systems. We wake up and like they only existed because people were unhealed. And when they were unhealed, hurt people hurt people. So we have to create rules that you don't hurt someone. And if you hurt someone, there's a consequence. And here's all the systems get built up based on a system of pain and trauma. But when we come back into ourselves and heal, it's like, what would this, what is a healed planet? A healed planet is listening and sharing receiving and giving the it's like the fire i i think so much of fire it fire consumes constantly it constantly consumes it will consume anything you give it but uh-huh. it also emits constantly so if mm. it's receiving it's giving simultaneously yeah. it's such a wonderful thing yeah it's, a, what, it's incredible light and warmth yes yes and then the ashes can be used to, you know, to put in the ground and yes, <clears throat> or <Yeah>. rebirth. <laughs> yes, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. So again, uh, something about breath work that maybe um, I think is nice to know is that when we breathe, um, there's prana in the air. There's life force. So we are a society of like very shallow breathers. Mm. We breathe from our chest and they're very shallow breaths. So the amount of life force, life force that we can absorb through the shallow breath is 
it's not as much as we will breathe with full consciousness, like breathe, like breathe into the belly and then into your chest. Yes. So we bring all that light force, which is light, and it goes through our chakras. So anything that is not light starts like being cleansed. That was happened. That will ha- That's what happens in breath work. So, for example, when we were kids, for the first seven years, our chakras are wide open, mm. wide open. So they absorb everything and anything very easily. They don't have a protection. That's why those first years trauma. Why? That's why so. It's like so bad to have trauma within those first years because your chakras are so open and then it goes and it's very, very, very deep. But through the breath, when we bring all this life force, we are kind of like flashing down into the earth, all that like debris and shadow and and the other like good thing is physical like literally physical our mitochondria which is the 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 ones in charge of creating energy for the cell one of the main things that they need to work to full potential is oxygen so when we're doing breath work we're not only working for our soul and our energetic body we're working for our body so your immune system is boosted because your mitochondria mitochondria sorry that's okay yeah the full potential. So just add that to the mass. Apart from the judgment, apart from the division, right. like literally, I would say, yeah. if you are in an open space and you're running, there's no walls and roof, you might want to like not put it over your nose because you are actually hurting your mitochondria and yourself. Mm. So yeah, that's the other beautiful part about breathwork it's um it is such a beautiful time i mean the fact that we're even talking i'm like yeah beautiful soul like just light and clean and and it's amazing i mean you're born in columbia i'm born here in seattle north of seattle and here we are talking and sharing this message all over the planet this this planet's this podcast is all over the planet. So this beautiful, the work, our journeys to create right now goes and flows. And it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. That's so beautiful about, because a lot of, uh, we might be judgmental again about the virus and you're like, ah, the virus, the damn virus. When we actually should be saying like, I love you virus for what you've taught us. And believe me, when I say that, you might not believe her. Maybe when you die, you you know that what I was saying is true. No one is going to leave the planet. No one is going to die if it's not their time. So anyone that dies is because they have fulfilled their soul purpose. Mm. And many souls chose to leave at this moment because they, A, because they wanted to come back in a healthier, young younger body to be in 5d because probably elderly because you know their body is already uh, weaker they cannot face the vibrations that are gonna come from here until 2026 so they chose to leave 
Earth right now so they can be reborn and then experience 5D in a new body. So what I was going with this um, is that we have to see the blessings. We have to go from stress to bless and realize mm. COVID has taught us that we can be community even if we cannot see each other. We are being community right now, Yes, right? Yes. That we can connect with people all around the world, that we can do workshops that we couldn't do before because we thought we had to be in the same physical space. So this is training for 5D. We're, we're, we're not going to need to be in the same physical space and we can share <clears throat> with our energy, with our minds. Mm. It's teaching us, and it's teaching the industry that maybe not all jobs have to be in a cubicle, in an office, like trapped in an office. It's right. teaching society that there's other ways to work from home, from the park in your computer, and that people can fulfill their work in less time and have more family quality time. So that's another beautiful thing it's showing us. It's showing us that we can be more efficient with transportation. We don't have to move everywhere to be and do the things we need to do. So we are helping the planet by not using so many cars and so many gas. Yes. Uh, nature is was within two or three months all around the world, we saw how nature was recuperating at these exponential rates. Yes. It's teaching us that we, if we slow down a little and we think about systems better, we can be more friendly with Mother Earth. Mm. So there's a lot of good things. Yes. How many family time we have now that we didn't have before? So I trade this time for anything, anything because of the family time. Anything. Yeah. Oh, it's, it, it's so true. And I'm so glad you brought this up. Like the colors of the planet have become so much more vibrant and deeper and richer. The colors of just yeah. like, whoa, these, the sky. the sky, like the palette has become <clears throat> truer and we're not even done with this whole process. I mean, the movie Avatar will be at some point the reality, not necessarily that storyline, but the visual earth and like the, the planet. And one of the things that I was thinking of this, this week, so I come, I was a Christian preacher. I came from the Christian world and, and, and left that world. But one of the things I really enjoy is the Bible codes in there. And so six is the number of man and so man's buried six feet deep. Um, the sixth book of the Bible is Joshua. It's the first book named after a man. Joshua has six letters. The, the sixth book of the New Testament is Roman. Uh -huh. It has man in it. Also has six letters. There's 66 books in the Bible. I mean, there's all these. Six. Six is the number of man. So I was thinking earlier this week, I'm like, if six is the number of man, why are we taught that we have only five senses? And those that tap into their sixth sense are considered woo-woo, clairvoyant, fringe. But really, those are people that are integrating their full. I think every human being has six senses as, as just being a human. That's what we have, but we're not taught that. So we, we're not conscious of accessing it until we do some inner work until we start to like whoa whoa there's so much more beyond this conscious mind when the ego drops it's like 
whoa, this is incredible. This life is truly incredible. You know what other movie? It's super cool to watch at this time and to kind of understand also that we all have a unique spiritual gift. Every single human has a unique spiritual gift yes. um, that is not awakened yet in some, but it will be awakened within the next years. Mm. X-Men. I love that movie. It's also a great movie for these times because it shows the division and how we fall in the trap of the media, you know, yes. when they portrayed the X-Men as bad, but they're really not bad. They're just different. Different, it's, that's right. What do we have to be afraid of? Being of being different or those that are different, we we don't have to be afraid. They have so much to give. Right. So we're gonna have people, and we already have people. We have people that hear voices. We have people that can connect with colors and energies. People that um trans that get downloads and transfer like knowledge and so on we're gonna get so much more like people that heals with their hands or heals with their mind yes. and all of this is coming believe it or not don't believe me just just wait and just see watch. yeah <laughs> yeah just wait and see that's right that's right it's going to happen and yeah we're really going i feel like this is a very it's a very exciting time to be alive and if you're listening and you are alive and this time is because you chose to be here mm. at this time where humanity is doing uh 180 we're going 180 yes. into a new paradigm but then the old one has to crumble the old one has to you know be it's like you're building a new building you have to you know clean and organize the lot for the new one that's what's happening right now mm. and i love that for example when a butterfly is in the caterpillar i learned this recently it literally gets liquidified oh wow like it becomes liquid like it dissolves itself like dissolve itself inside and then starts rebuilding itself as a butterfly. So wow. that's what's happening to us. Wow, that is so cool. Yes. We are dissolving and liquidifying right now so we can come out as a butterfly. Wow, that that's, is beautiful. Yeah. And it is, I tell this um, all the time healing is not supposed to look pretty. Mm, that's right. That's right. We always expect oh, healing is going to be so pretty. Healing is supposed to be pretty. Right. But the after is the pretty part, is yes. the butterfly. Yes. But when you're healing, you is thinking about like you have a wound. You have to clean that wound first mm -hmm. in order for that to heal nicely and beautifully. Mm -hmm. So we're in that stage. We're clearing and cleaning what no longer is serving us, a society, as individuals. So don't be afraid. It's normal to be uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. And go into the uncomfortable, go into it and look at it and feel it. Yesterday during that breath work, I mean, I was, my sinuses <laughs> clogged many times. I'm blowing my nose. This woman is facilitating on Zoom, you know, like that's just what it is. And, and it's, it is, it's, it's, 
what's it's interesting it's not pretty but it is also so beautiful it's like it there is so much beauty in that disruption because that disruption is what creates the it's just all connected and and i think maybe that's one of the things too is realizing how we're all connected how the trauma is connected to the freedom how the healing is the bridge between those two how the light is known when there's darkness not the light is known when there's more light it's like um all these things are tying it the in corona meaning crown we're being crowned <clears throat> right now with this new world and whether it's the hebrew bible the christian text uh the hopi prophecies uh the boot like all the mayan prophecies prophecies, all of these culminating to this time and it's so beautiful and it's it's beautiful i love that i love that you mentioned that many ancient books in different cultures and religions talked about this time and well some people i know there are some people also kind of freaking out because they're oh my god this is the apocalypse this is the armageddon like (laughs) is it the end of the world it's not the end of the world as like the end of the world is the end of the world as we know it is the end of the darkness yes it's the end of the age of of this system yes Mm -hmm. so that's i mean that makes me optimistic when i think about it like before 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 when i was really young people would read me the apocalypse and i would be like what yeah (laughs) (laughs) traumatizing little children and then creating that fear and then all yes oh sis we could do another podcast episode just on yes that narrative and and all that yeah and just talking about uh, the bible real quick another movie that um people should really watch right now if you want to see something that is related with the Bible and going inside. I don't remember the name, but it's with this girl that gets possessed. And then this priest comes and tries to figure out if she's faking it because she's just like an ordinary hairdresser. Guess, can't remember the name. But at the end, it's one of um, the Bible passages or whatever that were not purposely not put on the Bible because it was empowering you and it goes something like you don't need a church you don't need a building to find me um under every stone in every stick um inside you and all around you yes yes that's right i i often say david wrote in psalms where can i go oh lord where you are not if I go to the heights of heaven, there you are. If I go to the depths of hell, there you are. And if yeah. God, supreme origin of love and light is all places at all times, then we can rest in that. We are surrounded inside mm-hmm. and out with the divine love of the most high God and that is the awakening. That is the awakening that, that love and light will never fail us, have never failed us. And the counterfeits we've been sold that these are love and these are light. This is love and this is light 
those are being removed so people can finally see in 2020 clear vision. Mm -hmm. Wow. This, I have chills now. This <laughs> is love. Yeah. This is light. This is good. And I say often on this podcast, one of my favorite quotes, because it gave me permission mm -hmm. from a Christian narrative to go and do these things that I, that leap the world that I have left calls it satanic new age, this and that the great deceiving. But A.W. Tozer said a man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. And so go and do and be and Solomon who wrote the book of Ecclesiastes tried it all, did it all knew it all for him to finally say, let us hear the whole conclusion of the matter. Fear God, meaning give him your fear because God is a fire so he can receive the fear and he can emit the love. So create space in you Aww. by giving that fear and obey his commandments for this whole duty of man. Well, what is his commandments? To love, love, and to love man, mankind. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's if it. you do that, you, you, if you do that, you win. You <laughs> yeah, you win. You win the game. You win the game. You win the game. Next if level. you love, love, and you love others, if you pour out your fear, if you give it all away and release it all. And if you think about it, love is the absence to me of judgment. Yeah. Because I'm seeing you and I'm accepting you how you are and I'm looking at you with love and compassion as you are. So some, even sometimes when someone is kind of not that cool in the street or whatever, I just, you know, I'm like, well, who knows what he's going through? Like, God knows why he's so cranky or she's so cranky. Like, maybe she's going through some very tough time. So I'm just going to, you know, I close my eyes and I literally send a ray of light towards mm, them. And I'm that. like, I love you. Mm. And I love to do the Ho'oponopono, which is, yes. I love you. I forgive you. Forgive me. And I just forgot the other one. What is, I would just, I would just, what is a hope? Uh, um, lo siento, which is I'm sorry. Thank you. I love you. Mm, yes. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Thank you. I love you. Mm. Like you giving and receiving forgiveness and then you say, I love you. And then you say, thank you for the experience. Mm. You know, thank you because otherwise I would not see it. Right. That's right. Um, that is so, so beautiful. I'm just looking, I'm going to, I just looked it up. I'm going to read it later more. Cause I just, um, Heard it last Friday at this um, session I was in. And they were saying these are the four, four practices to live by, and I was like, "Oh, that's it's so a Hawaiian practice." It's so beautiful. It's yeah, so beautiful. it's super beautiful. And when you acknowledge the energy, wherever it's happening, the the energies and people are these mirrors. So if you don't see them, they're gonna keep popping up and popping up but when you acknowledge the energy are you like okay i see you yes. i love you 
I forgive you, please forgive me and thank you, then the energy no longer needs to be shown in your life because it's like you already saw it and the energy is like, okay, I've been seen. That's so It's cool. like everybody, we all just want to be seen. Yes. So, yes. Yes. That's a cool little trick. Like if you're fighting with someone, just do Hoponopono and... Mm. And, and things should get better. Yes, they'll repair. Sister, you're so divine and so pure and so love and light. And I just acknowledge you. I thank, <laughs> you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you so much. You are such a beautiful soul, such a beautiful human. Like I honored your journey i honor your light and i'm so happy that we connected i i love to create space mm. to where people can be you know held with love and compassion and where people can come and find <clears throat> a different narrative yes yes it's so beautiful how how can people find you follow you and connect with you i have um <clears throat> a new initiative that I have been working on for the last two years. It's <clears throat> hopefully it can become a movement, a community. It's called the Good Karma Life. So I try to put uplifting messages every day. And sometimes I upload meditations that I do, like life meditations. So, and the messages are supposed to help you, you know, throughout the day, throughout the week, empower you. Hopefully later I will create a good karma life book mm. and movement. But yeah, the good karma life. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I'll put that in the show notes. And I just thank you thank and you blessings. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, sister. Thank you so much. Yeah, we have to connect again and talk yes. about other things. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. Just let that sink in and if you need support or anything, contact us. We're here. We're here for you. If you have more questions, if in the future you want to hear more from me, let Lucas know. And yes. Yeah. Love you guys. We're in this together. We, we can go through. Yes. Yes, we can. And yes, we will. You're beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Ah, sweet, powerful, and beautiful, Lori. Thank you so much for sharing your story and thank you for doing the healing work thank you for sharing your wisdom it's, i'm really excited to walk this earth with you and um everyone listening i will put Lori's contact information in the show notes so please check that out and like i said at the beginning of this podcast please rate this podcast positively share it Let's grow the movement. All light workers out there. In fact, every human is a light. I mean, that is the truth. Even Jesus says, you are the light of the world. He's no qualification. Everyone has that divine light, that divine spark inside them. But for those who are awakening right now that you are a light worker, I'm asking you to align, to unite, to share, and to stand, to share this podcast and to stand in unity for love of all mankind. We are the liberators of souls. And I'm so honored to walk this journey with you and share this podcast content with you. You know, I've, when I first started, I was scared. I was writing. I wrote my scripts out. I read them. And as I have healed and evolved, so has this podcast. But the purest message has always been the same, to love people 
to love each other, to love ourselves and to heal ourselves so that we can fully come in alignment and release all tension, release all worry, release all fear and to stand in love for all mankind. Brothers and sisters, this is the golden rule revolution. This is your moment to awaken. This is your moment to live fully, robustly, to be the light that this world needs. I'm honored to walk with you as your brother. I'm Lucas Mack. This is the golden rule revolution, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.